The live episode of Real Estate Titans. I am your host, Greg Fowler, traveling the marketplace, uh, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field from realtors, builders, lenders, developers, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, what motivates them and takes them to the highest of highs in what I like to consider a real estate titan. So our very, very special guest and featured titan, Amy, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So Thank you. as usual, we're gonna kind of go through the series of questions. Let okay. everybody out there know who you are and what makes you a titan as far as I'm concerned going through all that. So just kind of going through it, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amy Streeter. I am the employing broker of Amy Streeter Realty. We're a five-person boutique residential real estate brokerage here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we're having our best year ever in 2018. We love Colorado, we love the Springs, and we just feel really blessed that we get to work here. It's pretty cool. Awesome, love it. And you know, it's just, it's really exciting for me just to you know go around and meet the top professionals and really uh, showcase to the consumers and the masses what separates you guys from everybody else. You're not all the same. You're not all created equal. So I appreciate you taking the time, giving everybody a little window into Amy. So um, I guess when it comes down to it for the questioning, what's your why, Amy? What drives you? What really motivates you to the level that you do your business at? Well, um, my family, of course, and I know everyone says they're family, but there's no better motivation than having three teenage boys. And we already have <laughs> one in college. Um, and so we've committed to debt-free college for our kids. So wow. if nothing will get you out of bed faster, uh, and I have identical twins who are 14, so okay. right around the time Cole's starting graduate school, medical school, the twins will be starting undergrad, so that's a pretty big motivator right there. Wow, I was going to say. to give my kids the best. Everybody out there probably knows some of that motivation right there to put kids through absolutely, school. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And my clients, too. I mean, they depend on me. If I don't get up and get the job done, then they suffer, and that's just not going to happen. Right. I have to, we, you know, when other people are depending on us, we don't have the luxury of having an off day. Sure. Every day has to be 125%. I or, or they're going to suffer and that's just not an option. You know, I think that you bring up a really good point with that and I bring it back to a, a funny commercial. I think it was a Dayquil or Nyquil commercial if anybody can correct me in the comments, but um, it was about moms and dads and there's no sick days for moms. There's no sick days for dads and it's the same thing with top real estate professionals. Look, you can have a bad day, you can be sick, you got to leave that at the door and take care of your clients and service them to the highest level. Yep. So yeah, you're bounce okay. right back up. That, Get right, right back at it. <laughs> Just keep moving. Just keep keep going. Uh, okay, very, very cool into that. So let's go into, you know, tailing into a slightly different question into that for the motivators and why, because family is very important, clients are important, but let's break it down. Um, giving everybody out there uh, who might be watching other real estate professionals. I just had a conversation earlier this morning uh, with a gentleman who's newer into the business, absolutely loves these shows because they get insight into what top professionals have gone through and what they do, pick and choosing a few things. So for advice maybe for the professionals that might be watching, okay. if you could pick a specific uh, system or something that you changed with your business that literally took it up to the next level, what might you pinpoint in your career and your business? So we got okay with being very specific about what we do. Okay. I feel like a lot of agents, they try to be all things to all people. And especially when you're new and you need to, you know, you need, you need to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. There's a temptation to try to be all things to all people and to try to do all things for all people. Wow. And I think if you're going to be really good at something, you need to pick two or three things and excel at those two or three things. Note that please everybody. Okay. So if you're trying to do property management and you're trying to do new construction and you're trying to do residential resale and you're trying to work in Castle Rock and you're trying to work in Fountain, 
you're, you're diluting yourself and you're going to exhaust yourself. And I think when you're, when you're new in the business, you do have to try a lot of different things. The first thing that I tried when I joined a real estate team as a brand new agent was not a fit. And it was so not a fit that I almost thought that this business was not going to be for me. But I had to have the courage to step out of it and say, okay, here's what I think I am going to be really good at mm -hmm. and have the courage to go do those things. Right. And it totally changed everything. So, you know, in our team meetings, we do this like almost every single meeting and we put a circle around what we do. Okay. We do residential real estate and we do it very well. Right. And we do, um, we don't do like bank owns and foreclosures sure. and sure. things like that. Not because there's anything wrong with that, with that practice, but that's just not what we're experts in. We refer that type of business out to other agents who have that expertise. Love it. And we're okay with that and we don't apologize for that. Okay. I feel like, um, and I don't like it when realtors compare ourselves to doctors because we're not the same thing. <laughs> Listen to that everybody. We're not the it's same different. thing. You don't want me operating on you. Um, <laughs> But I do think we serve our clients better. When I'm doing a new construction project like this with a client, mm -hmm. my confidence level is very high because okay. I do a lot of them. And I know what I'm talking about and I have experience and I know what works well and I know what doesn't work so well. Sure. Now, if I was going to be, you know, doing, uh, a, you know, someone who needed help with, with commercial downtown, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have the first clue. Right. And that's okay. And I think sometimes, especially when we're new, it's hard to say what we don't know and it's hard to admit that we don't know things. But wow. I'd say upfront, here's what I know and here's what I don't know. Okay. And then if you need to refer them to someone else, if that's the best way to serve the client, that's what you need to do. And that goes back to a part of your why. And I think that's a really, really big thing. You're doing the best for the clients what's necessary. Look, we don't know it all. Um, anybody out there who pretends to, they're just full of it. I mean, everybody has their specific strengths and weaknesses. Um, and I think you want to capitalize on the strengths and then diversify your weaknesses if that's possible. So exactly. that's a really, really great um, advice out there for everybody just to take away. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now go Can I throw in one other thing that I think <laughs> new agents really ought to think about? Oh, hit and this me. comes from, okay, so this comes from my Dave Ramsey background. Cool. Okay. Okay. So I'm a Dave Ramsey financial coach and the financial piece of running a real estate business is really important to me. Okay. One thing that I heard at a real estate conference in my probably my first year my first 18 months hmm. was you need to have three times the amount of business that you think you need wow and it it kind of startled me because three times three times that because you, heard it right. you know when you're new you think oh well, i don't want to be greedy you know um but it's not about you and your income it's about you being the highest level of professional that you can possibly be hmm. and a lot of new agents the average agent in el paso county sells what 2.5 houses per year oh yeah it's very low very low. And so if you if you are dependent on that commission going through to pay your bills, you might make decisions that aren't in your client's best interest just to get the sale to go through. Uh, if you have three times the business that you think you need, then you have the courage and you have the income and you're able to have the integrity maybe to tell a buyer, we need to go find another house. Mm -hmm. You're never going to make a decision based on your own bank account. You're always going to be able to do what's best for the client. That's huge. And that, that's more great. Thank you so much for adding that, Amy. That is huge advice for everybody out there. I think that there's so many consumers out there, and I know that there's a lot going to be watching this episode, particularly um, that they feel that salespeople, they have commission breath, and they're looking out for themselves. And again, that's what separates the top-tier professionals from everybody else is they are making that income that's necessary to support them, their family, and their lifestyle, yeah. everybody around them to be absolutely honest, to be upfront, your moral compass, your ethics are on point, and that really matters. 
it does. out there to the masses. It really does. So not everybody's that way. It's sad, but it's the reality we live with. So, uh, but going okay. So going into that, into um, the next question, uh, you know, this one's a little bit more personal. So hopefully you're cool with that, Amy. Kind of going into no, that. Everybody out there watching. So um, if there was a specific challenge in your life that you could pinpoint, that you overcame, that made you stronger, um, what might that be for you? And, and why I ask this question is I think that for everybody out there, when things are easy, um, they're going through the motions, there's, there's nothing really stopping them. But it's really the challenges that we overcome that make us who we are. So this will give everybody a little bit of ideas to what you've gone through, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we are, are blessed to get to live in Colorado Springs. It's right now the, what is the number two best city number two. to live yeah, in? Yeah, number two. That, that just came out recently. Okay, I think so. it's number one. Austin, you're not there. Oh, Sorry. I agree with right that. There. Come on. <laughs> um, but uh, the world's best athletes come to Colorado Springs to train. Okay. Why is that? Gosh, uh, altitude? Because it's harder. <laughs> yeah, okay, the altitude being harder to yeah, breathe, all that because stuff. because it's Maybe. harder. Okay. I mean, okay. you have to breathe harder, your legs have to work harder, your heart has to pump harder to get to get the same level of performance that you would at sea level. Your body has to work harder, so when you go back to sea level, mm -hmm. your performance is off the charts. Beautiful. So, you know, okay. a couple of weeks ago, you interviewed my friend Rick Ward. Yes, hey Rick, if you're watching, another, another fellow Titan. So. Yes, and he said something that, um, he's, he's gotten to be a really good friend and mentor of mine, and, and, and he said something that I've heard him say many times before, and that is he doesn't focus on the challenges, he doesn't focus on the setbacks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that old saying that, you uh, you need to look you know you don't look through the rearview mirror you look for through the windshield because yep. it's bigger it's and then a friend of mine posted on Facebook just last night only a fool trips over what's behind him ah very good hopefully somebody wrote that one down I'll put that in the right, comments yeah, below put it in the <laughs> comments below I'll try to find the meme and maybe you repost it <laughs> that'll be good um, but everything that we've been through shapes us and if we allow it to shape us in a positive way then we become stronger right so uh, we've all been through stuff mm -hmm. everybody's been through stuff right I've been through stuff and you've been through stuff oh gosh yeah um but I think that we have to focus on what's gone well mm -hmm. and then we have to look at how what we've been through has shaped us to where we are today and has made us stronger. Agreed. Because it's only through adversary that we become stronger, that we um, find out who we really are, mm -hmm. that we learn how to push through adversity. Right. When things are easy, you're not growing. At all. You're not becoming better. Nope. I wouldn't have gone into real estate if things had been all hunky-dory and sunshine and rainbows, you know, in my <laughs> last world. I mean, I got into this because I wanted something better. And you don't fight for something better when when everything's sunshine and rainbows, right? right? And that's that's testament to the comfort zone analogy, right? Nothing grows right. in a comfort zone, and it's not that we're intentionally trying to force ourselves to be awkward or uncomfortable, but really, if you're looking at it, what you want, your goals are on that other side of fear. That really holds a lot of people back. Challenges, again, like you said, mold us, shape us, they and, do. and I think that's crucially important for everybody out there to know that. Again, just reiterating what you said, everybody deals with challenges. Everybody watching this right now is either going through a challenge, has gone through, or is going to go through. Or and is just, going to go through. Yeah. And then another one again right after that. There's always something. You never know, but you just have to keep fighting, keep moving forward. And that's coming, talking about what you were speaking earlier when you first got into real estate. You're thinking, oh, what's going on? You could have given up at any time. Right. You didn't let any of those speed bumps in the road stop. You just kept moving forward. 
And it's okay to be upset from time to time and rely on people and reach out for um, advice. But at the end of the day, you got to get yourself out of bed. You got to motivate yourself and surround yourself with other people to do so and get there. And that's really, again, what separates you from a lot of the other professionals that are out there, um, as far as I'm concerned. So thanks for sharing that. And I think lots of really, really good nuggets in there of advice uh, for everybody too. So let's go on a slightly softer side here. And, And this is one of my favorite questions inside here. So if you could go back in time and advise your younger self, a piece of advice or two, personally, professionally, what might that be? What oh, would you say? that's so easy. Don't be afraid. Wow. Don't be afraid. Okay. I mean, the world is, you know, I don't, I don't want to be cliche, but mm-hmm. the world is hard and things are hard. Sure. But there are so many wonderful opportunities out there for people who are willing to take some risks and go get them. Mm-hmm. And, and things are hard, but they're not that hard. Wow. They're just not that hard. And any obstacle that we face, you can overcome it. Right. And you know, you can overcome a no, you can overcome rejection, you can overcome a failure, you can fall on your on your rear and get back up again. Sure. You can fall on your rear in front of a million people and <laughs> totally right. humiliate yourself. <laughs> That's right. And dust yourself off and get back up again. The only thing that you cannot bounce back from is never having tried. Wow. Okay, so that, I mean, that's huge advice. I'm sure young Amy would really appreciate that, but anybody out there, I mean, that's a huge thing. I don't think it was young Amy. I think it was late 20s, early 30s Amy. Okay. When life smacked me around a little bit. All right. So let me tell you a little bit about my background. Yeah, hit okay. me. Hit, and everybody out there, listen up. Okay, so um, I was a journalist. Okay. I grew, I, I'm from Texas. Okay. And my grandmother raised me, and we didn't have a whole, I didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, but in high school, I found journalism, and it just lit my soul on fire. It just Beautiful. made me so happy. My junior year, I got a full scholarship to, to study journalism at the University of Houston. Wow. I got a full ride, full year scholarship when I was 17 before I even started my senior year. So, um, graduated from the University of Houston, mm-hmm. went into journalism, met my wonderful husband. We've been married 22 years Fantastic. this year. Hey, Con- congratulations, hey, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, never thought I would do anything else. And then life's circumstances got the better of me. My grandmother passed away right after my twins were born, oh, six gosh. weeks to the day. The morning oh. I was going back to work after giving birth to my twins, my, you know, the other half of my universe mm-hmm. went to be with the Lord. And it was really hard, and we, we all deal with pain in different ways. Mm-hmm. And some people will drink or do drugs or, sure. you know, get into death sports or, you know, all these things. To, <laughs> what, to what, make, whatever makes it for you. Whatever right? floats your boat, you know. <laughs> all of these things to, to, to mitigate pain. We all have pain, and we all have ways of dealing with it. My way of dealing with it was I went shopping. Okay. I could put the babies in the stroller, and I could go through Neiman Marcus, and they would sleep and I had peace and I had a little tiny glimmer of happiness for just a few minutes okay. and in a very short amount of time and I know a lot of people are going to think why is she telling us this this is the most embarrassing thing people can ever admit but because by talking about it it doesn't have a hold on me anymore. okay okay, okay? Um, so we got into over we I <laughs> you like that we yeah. well, I, it's, it is we I we're mean, married it's we you're a unit you're a unit yeah um, so I got us we into over a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt oh and you gosh. don't know fun until you've had to go home and tell your spouse that <laughs> you've added up all of the debt and it's really bad oh and God, uh, he put his arms around me and he said we are going to figure this out we're going to pay off every penny and we're going to do it the right way okay and I found Dave Ramsey. All right. Found Dave Ramsey, and we, we read the Total Money Makeover 
And we were just so kind of horrified that this information wasn't really out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they should teach this in high school. This, this should be mandatory learning before they release you out into the world. Right. And um, we were so excited. We started volunteering in our church and helping other families get out of debt because we're like, holy cow, this is great. Everyone, come on, let's, that's just us. If we're going to do something like that, Sure. we're going to take as many people as we can with us. Mm-hmm. So um, that led to me going into the ministry for seven years because um, my church asked me to come and serve and help families full-time get out of debt because we were just seeing people just tens of thousands of dollars, million, I mean, over time, I mean, like, like just here at our church in Colorado Springs, it was Mm -hmm. like $15 million in debt paid off in like four years. It was just unbelievable that's numbers huge. that's huge so that's what brought me to Colorado Springs was oh, to okay. do that here okay. and I loved it but this I came here in 2008 okay 2009 2010 people were le- losing their homes and it was just I, I they would come and say well should we sell our house and pay off our debt and I didn't have a good answer for that uh-huh. so I really started studying real estate as a way of helping my financial coaching clients okay and it was it was really an intellectual study for me to try to understand the real estate market, which you can never understand the real estate market. <laughs> it's constantly changing. It's everybody like, take some spaghetti, and throw it to the wall. You That's know? right. Um, here's a here's a dart. You know that I'm gonna hit up the dartboard. But Greg, I loved it. Okay. I loved it, and it was really the first thing since journalism that. I felt it lit my soul on fire wow. and I couldn't wait to get up in the morning. Not that I didn't love the ministry piece and helping people get no. out of debt, but that just had a whole different, it had a very service minded spin on it, which I really enjoy. But then it became, it, it became time for Amy to go have fun again. Okay. And okay. real estate, I, I feel bad for anyone who's not in it. <laughs> everybody out there. I think everybody's in it at this point. Amy's contact information is <laughs> going to be below just in case. <laughs> You know, I feel like I'm getting away with something Sundays because this is, it's just, it's just too much fun. Okay. It's fun. Right. I mean, we get to do this. Sure. It's just so much fun. Well, and it comes across just the way that you present yourself. And I'm sure that anybody who knows you, who's worked with you, feels the emotion, feels the energy that's coming out. And, and again, it, it, this should be a wonderful experience. I mean, this, this is where you raise your children. I mean, underneath these roofs and, and you develop memories. And I mean, you know, it's stressful. It is. But you being able to guide these people through the process and making it enjoyable, a lot of that has to do with the energy of the person that you're with. It does. So, I mean, that's, it does. that's really Everything great. in a real estate transaction is, everything that's gonna happen is gonna happen. It's either going to happen with a smile on your face, or it's going to happen with you kicking and screaming and freaking out and being stressed out the whole time. It's going <laughs> to happen, one or, one or the other. You know, you get to choose how you walk through the madness of real estate. Mm-hmm. And that's that's big. And everybody does it differently, and there's not necessarily a wrong way to do it, but some people do get a lot more enjoyment out of the process by just saying, you know what? This is going to kind of suck for a little while. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there are some pieces of it that are, you know, if you're if you're having if you're in a bidding war on a house and you don't get it, you know, it's really hard to to trust that that wasn't the right house for you. Sure. Until you find the right house for you, and then you're like, oh, what was the other one? <laughs> like, you know? Wait a minute. Is yeah. That... <laughs> no, but that's that's good. I mean, I think letting everybody know that and just reiterating that too, Amy, it comes across. 
I mean, it really does. So hopefully everybody's getting Amy's vibe. It's great. So uh, going through that. Okay. So with that being said, uh, and we you mentioned a couple books in there, but I, this is kind of the education portion. So okay. anybody who's looking to um, up their knowledge or to get a window into, you know, what's Amy really paying attention to? What excites you? What motivates you as far as um, books you're currently reading or have read in the past that really have touched you or if it's podcasts that you're listening to or just influencers on social media whatever that looks like for you what what's so when someone hands you a book and says you need to read this mm -hmm. you can take that a few different ways <laughs> okay, that's okay. Fair. Yep. Um, but I had a couple of people say you need to read this and then I had someone reach in her desk or pull it out and say go read this. Wow. So then I'm like, all right, that's like number three. I'm okay. going to read this book. Okay. Um, I won't say the whole title. That's fair. Because hopefully everybody can figure it out. Okay. But it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F-bomb. Okay. okay. All right. So <laughs> insert the four-letter word at the end of that, everybody. Yes. Yeah, so all my Christian friends, I'm sorry. Please yes. don't. Please don't <laughs> wither and die. But <laughs> um, it is a really good book about what to pay attention to. Okay. So when you're a driver and you're type A and mm -hmm. you're trying to get everything done like I am, um, it can start to wear on you mm -hmm. when you don't exactly have a good filter for what to pay attention to and what to just let go. Okay. You know, especially when you're in a service industry, it mm -hmm. matters so much that you're pleasing your clients and that you're pleasing people and that you're connecting with people and that you're hearing them and that you're listening to them. None of us are going to nail that hundred percent of the time. Okay. And that's okay? very true. Very true. And when you go into this business and you wear your heart on your sleeve, like I do, mm -hmm. and you put it all out there like I do, and it doesn't connect, it can be, you can really take it more personally than you should. Okay. Everybody's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You can be the ripest peach on the tree and somebody's not gonna <laughs> like peaches. <laughs> that is definitely going to the conversation. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but it was what to pay attention to, what not to pay attention to. Okay. Care about the things that you can control. Care about how you make people feel. Mm -hmm. Care about coming in with integrity every single day. Okay. You know, we're not res as responsible for the result. And we can't get ourselves all tied up and all emotional and all upset when the result doesn't happen the way that it's supposed to because it's not always supposed to. Okay. And if you go through your life getting upset every time things don't work out, sure. it's going to drain your energy level and you're not going to be your best self. It wow. just, it's if, if you can just really sit with some of the messages in that book and just kind of absorb it. Okay. It's really good. Awesome. I also okay. love to watch TED Talks. Oh, beautiful. All awesome. different subjects, all different types of, of, I mean, it goes from technology to health to mm -hmm. science to space to environment and energy to um, parenting. I mean, it's like every single topic under the sun. Right. And even things that I would not have thought that I would be really... Um, interested in and sure. engaged in because I there was something that I didn't know mm -hmm. so I kind of like to let them just filter through you you know I, I put my little phone in the clip and turn on YouTube and then just let the videos roll Perfect. so that I can't like Perfect. skip ahead or control yeah, yeah. it or I don't want to watch that one <laughs> That's okay. great. skip skip yeah. you know um, because you you get something out of it especially if you listen to something with an open mind that maybe not have been something that you were going to Think about that right. day. You weren't just going to go after and say, I'm going to research this topic. I want to be more knowledgeable here. I think TED Talks just in general, 
like you said, fantastic information. Just great content from really, from innovators mm -hmm. in, in all of the fields. Right. And I think, especially if you're blessed enough to really enjoy what you do, you can pigeonhole yourself and you can spend a whole lot of time thinking about your day and what you're doing and what you're going through. You know, did I call my mom today and did, did, ah. did Addison bring his lunch to school today? And, mm -hmm. and how did my husband's meeting go? And things like that. You get so caught up in your little world and then you hear, you know, someone is creating innovative ways of filtering drinking water in Africa. Right. Someone has studied, you know, ways where the brain connects in, in, in clear, faster ways if you can just make some changes to your diet and the way that you eat. It's insane. We wouldn't have sought this information out had we just, because now information is so easily filtered by what we want. That's and true. And then even Facebook now and the algorithms, it's mm -hmm. like they're giving us what, what they think that we want. Right. I want some things that I don't think that I want. Mm -hmm broaden my perspective, hear somebody else's side of things, make me think about something that I wasn't thinking about when I started my day. Which is fantastic. And that, that is a really nice catch-all into that. And I think that, you know, as creepy as it is out there with technology and, you know, Google and Facebook and all the different things that they're watching, Big Brother's watching sort of scenario, a lot of it is great for data. And they're customizing the information that is being shoved towards us through dynamic search and dynamic ads. So. We might as well get a little bit of enjoyment out of it. Exactly. Um, into there. So, okay, awesome share. So anything else with that, those topics, so books, podcasts? You know, I still, I still love to read Dave Ramsey. Okay. And I still go okay. back and I reread all of his books. I'm a writer and, and I love the written word. And mm -hmm. I, think it's, I think the written word is more transformational than almost anything because wow. you can read it and you can read it and you can read it again. I can say something to you mm -hmm. and you may forget it. Sure. But if I write something down and give it to you, you can go back and you can over read it as many times as you want. And I'm just such a big believer and we all have things that we struggle with mm -hmm. and the way that we can hold ourselves accountable to the things that we struggle with is by going back and revisiting those places where we were okay. in a healthy and positive way. Right. And one of the ways that I do that is I go back and, you know, I don't have $100,000 in credit card debt anymore. Right. I mean, you know, it's pretty nice to drive a paid for a car or pay cash for a kid's college and it, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to do those things, mm -hmm. but I never want to forget that not only is it for me, okay. because I need that refresher, I need to remember where I've been, but we best help other people out of our own pain. Wow. So where we've been and where we've struggled is where we have the greatest potential to help someone else who's struggling in the same area. Oh so if someone comes to me with you know, I can't stop smoking. Mm -hmm. I can't help you with that because sure. I don't understand. I don't understand that addiction. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that pain. But if someone says to me, Amy, I can't stop shopping. I'm hiding bags <laughs> from my husband. Me. I'm your girl. Let's go have coffee. That's I can awesome. help you. Um, but we have to be, we have to be open and vulnerable. And that's where this whole facade of perfection mm -hmm. has to come off of all of us. Only by well being said. authentic and honest about who we are, what we're good at. I don't think we have to go around saying, oh, I'm terrible at blah, blah, blah. No, it's not a pity party. It's not a pity party, but it's being authentic and open mm -hmm. because if you're walking through your life looking for who you can help rather than what you can get, then I believe God's going to bring people into our path that we can help. Right. Every single day, God brings people into my path who struggle with money problems and spending addictions. That is not a coincidence. And right. maybe it's because I'm on that wavelength and I'm looking for them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also because I'm a person who can help them. Sure. And maybe they're being attracted to me. Maybe they're, 
I'm being attracted to them, right. that I feel like that's something that for the rest of my life, that's going to be part of my journey is helping people in that area. And sometimes now it's helping people with real estate. Right. Because you see families who buy a house and again, we can't make any kind of, we're not promising any kind of returns <laughs> on a real estate investment. That's right. That's but right. just for an example, mm -hmm. um, a young friend of mine got married and they bought a house in okay. Briargate. Back when you could remember when you could buy a three-bedroom house in Briargate for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. How many years ago was that? Two whole years ago. <laughs> That's great. And then they sell it and they make sixty-six thousand dollars and they roll that into a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. Right. They're now taking their new baby to. That's life-changing stuff. For sure. If you're a teacher, if you're a police officer, mm -hmm. if you're a coach, if you're a secretary. You don't make $66,000 a year. Sure. You may not make $66,000 in two years. Right. That's life-changing money that can propel someone to a different place where they can provide better for their family. Well said. That's exciting stuff for me. Okay. That, and that's huge. That's okay. So Everybody out there, this is amazing information. Gosh, we could just keep going, going, going. Uh, so I want to ask you one more question for everybody out there. And okay. I, I think there's a lot of notes inside what you've already said, but if you could sum up your brand who is amy with a mantra or a quote uh, what would that be for you well the real estate company's mantra our okay. brand yes there's two okay is real estate refined real estate refined okay and you know refining means sifting and boiling yep. things down to the essential elements mm -hmm. and i think real estate can be confusing for a lot of people. Mm -hmm, so sure. we try to make it simple. We try to provide a lot of information. We try to slow down the conversation. Okay. Let's not jump in the car and go look at houses. Mm -hmm. Let's talk first. And that's really hard sometimes for people. Sure. They don't want to sit down and talk first. They're excited. I want to sit, yeah. you know, sell my house. I mean, we had a listing appointment in March. Um, they, they literally wanted their house on the market. When we said, well, when do you want to put your house on the market? Mm -hmm. Right now. Okay, well, okay. like, Thursday, Friday, no, right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went from, hi, my name is Amy, to, oh, sure, yeah. in like two and a half hours. It was, it was crazy. Unreal. But getting people to slow down and have that conversation. But so we are real estate refined. Mm -hmm. It's really important to me. Love that. My grandmother, mm. she had a saying okay. that I kind of live by. Okay. And if there's a bad word in here, so if you're sensitive, plug your ears. <laughs> your mouth. Okay. Your mouth but if Nana said it, it's okay. Yeah, that's, okay. that's true. That's right. I think anything is prefaced off of that. If Nana said it, it's okay. Yes. And she would say this, wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster. Wow. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's funny because that it's crass so and you can imagine this little old lady in Houston frying chicken, you yep. know, going, honey, wish in one hand, shit in the other, see which one fills up faster. <laughs> but that was her way of saying Nobody's gonna hand you anything in this life. Right. If you want something, go out and get it. She yeah. had no patience for talking about what you want. It's what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to get there? And I think so she was widowed very young at 30 okay. and raised two kids on her own and then raised me. Wow. God bless her. Um, mm -hmm. Women of that generation didn't have the luxury of waiting around for things to happen. Sure. They couldn't vote. They couldn't get a bank account. They had a very hard time getting jobs, hmm. and when they did get jobs, they made even even lesser pennies on the dollar than women tend to now. Another great thing about real estate. Yeah. Equal. Remember. Oh, no wage gap in real estate. <laughs> That's right. Um, but she could always very quickly, and they, they also there wasn't any self pity. Now, mm -hmm. if everything doesn't go our way, we're falling apart. Sure. On Facebook oh, yeah. You know, but she'd be like, wish in one hand. You know, yeah. it's like, what are, what are we, what are we doing about it? Cause wishing for it and wanting it isn't going to do you any good. 
because while you're wishing for it, somebody else out there is earning it. Absolutely. All day. It's action and the execution that comes yes. down to it. So that that is huge, huge stuff, Amy. And so hopefully everybody got a ton out of that. It was such an awesome, you know, packed episode full of information. Um, Amy, thanks so much for being Thank on the show. You, Greg. And I definitely want to say you are now officially a real estate titan. Thank so you. Appreciate that. So anybody um, out there who's watching, thanks so much for your time and attention. Absolutely appreciate that. Again, we're live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon around two or three o'clock time frame. Uh, so hopefully everybody has a great weekend and we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care.